Yes, welcome back to the Off The Tips podcast. A, a big week this week over the world of golf. Danny Lee getting his getting the job done on our, our, our favourite live tour. An absolute perler of a weekend here in, in Sydney this weekend, AC. And welcome, mate. Welcome to the pod, back to the podcast. Good good year to come back on late on a on a Monday. How how you been going? I'm great, brother. Uh not too much to report at my end, really. Just the usual cricket on Saturday. A little rain session on Sunday. I didn't didn't really have time to get out for a round. Uh, but, yeah, all going well. How was your uh, golf? Golf was real poor, real, real poor. Uh, just, just don't have it at the minute, but, like, can't really ex- expect much from yourself. Got out to two really nice nice tracks though and got to experience them which was which was good fun and and to be fair at kind of my last six holes on day two I kind of started to turn a little bit of a bit of a corner it was only probably one or one or two over the card which isn't outstanding but it was it was a bit better than than what I had pre- produced the the prior kind of 54 holes so oh signs of life holes. <laughs> 24 holes but yeah signs of life just just around the greens just was was terrible my putting was was bad I opted I had two different different putters in play which is never a never a good sign it's always a sign of a, a bit of head noise but hey onwards and yeah. upwards talk me through that do you just have like putters lying around at work so you just thought you'd try a couple yeah. or what yeah that's exactly kind of what happens I I didn't put two in the bag at once. To be fair, I tried one on Saturday and then um, just went back to my my putter on on Sunday. And if I get out this week, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna trial the same putter as uh, you've got. So I'm just I'm out there just testing things. Nice, mate. Yeah, well, it's a it's a gun putter that one, I reckon. So hopefully, it works for you as well. Yeah, I've had a few air putts just in the in the hallway at work with it, so it, and and it feels nice and balanced. So hopefully we can hopefully we can find something on the greens. I'm finding them super hard to read in Australia. I don't know if that's just out of practice, but they just they just roll a little bit different. Different grass, or like is it is it just a I weird think, tone, or what? I don't know. Yeah, it, I think it is. It's a different kind of tone. Like it's quite hard to. Read break. Not that I was outstanding at reading greens in New Zealand, but like you normally have a a fair idea of of what something's doing. But I've been caught out just complete like misreads, like left to right putts. They've gone com- big right to left, and oh, I've I've had a couple of howlers on the green. My first hole on Saturday, I was playing in the in the club comp, which was pretty eye opening. So having a putt out and I uh, I three act from four feet to, to kick off to kick off my day uh, after having a shank in the bunker. So it was a it was a real tough start to <laughs> to my weekend of golf, but 
Hey, we'll hopefully find something. Did a little bit of work on the range pre both both rounds and just we're just trial and error at the moment. So hopefully can get back out this weekend and just just keep some some sort of momentum going. For non-tournament golfers like ourselves, putting out everything is actually terrifying. Yeah, especially on these like slick greens, these like slick greens, and yeah, I. It's good though. It, it just it gives you a real good idea of where you're at, which is mm. which is what I liked. I was I was so bad on Saturday, but geez, got to experience some 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 decent golf and. Speaking of decent golf, my men, the Ironheads, just screaming, screaming up the live leaderboard. An absolute emphatic victory from Kiwi Danny Lee. All all jokes aside, (laughs) really good effort from Danny Lee. Like obviously some really good golfers still playing over there, and he hasn't won for a long time. So to turn up and and take the chocolates is a pretty good effort. Yeah, he obviously he rolled in that part on in the playoff four way playoff. In fact, and it was motoring that thing. Like yeah. I, we've got to call it how it is. That was going at least six foot by, but it's hit the flag middle of the flag stick and gone in. And he seemed pretty fizzed. My word! Oh my god, the fizz levels were so high. Just <laughs> what I do want to say is, you've got Danny Lee. Louis Oosthuis, Hazen, Brendan Steele, and Carlos Ortiz in a in a playoff. <laughs> how is how is that reflecting how strong Live Golf is, and just the heavy hitters have been nowhere to start the year, which is probably what Live Golf really didn't need. Yeah, that's a great point you make. Well, obviously, Danny Lee winning in itself is. Not what Liv would want at all. Like, he hasn't won since 2015. I I looked in his last 57 tour events. He's missed 36 cuts. So, you know, and he's had one top 10 in three years. So it's not like, yeah, he's he hasn't been setting the world on fire, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite... Well, it's not hard to get a read on. It's pretty easy to see that it's still a massive step below what the PGA Tour is starting to do. Did you have any kind of takeaways from from Liv this week? Actually, first off, I want to mention is, um, do you get around Danny Lee? <laughs> not really, no. Uh, I know you were telling me today that the New Zealand Open guy had a crack at him to because he never comes back and supports golf in this part of the world, which is pretty fair. I Yeah, I've actually got some quotes from the NZ tournament director, the NZ Open tournament director, sorry. So he's re- he, here's a quote. He's represented the country at the Olympics. I think Golf New Zealand has really stood by him, and I find it disappointing that he hasn't supported the National Open. He also goes on to say, Foxy, I have no doubt, will be back playing this tournament again, and he's doing the right thing for his career playing in America this week. It comes down to some degree of want, and Foxy really wants to play in this tournament. Danny has shown that he doesn't. Like, that's a bit of a whack. 
That's a good. That's a good work, and it is probably fair enough. Uh, do you know kind of what what age Danny Lee kind of left New Zealand? Because uh, he, he sounds pretty. I'm American. not sure. <laughs> yeah, he does. He definitely. Uh, yeah. He even his kind of sense of humour and the way he kind of carries himself and doesn't seem like really. Kiwi, if you compare him to like a Lydia Ko or Ryan Fox, but that's like no kind of I don't know. I'm not really in a place to say that, but you're right. Uh, our other top golfers have done a lot to support golf in the country, and and Danny Lee kind of hasn't, and he was probably well and within his rights to give him a whack, and I kind of feel like it was pretty pretty educated. Yeah, I don't think he would have said it if he didn't feel the need to, if you know what I mean. It's it's a pretty big kind of accusation to throw out there. So it's obviously they've tried to get him and he hasn't shown any interest. So fair enough, I reckon. The one thing I want to push back on is you talking about Louis in the playoff kind of somewhat disrespectfully. He's a, he's a fucking good golfer, man. Yeah, I wasn't... They're all good golfers, so guys in the thing, but like I, I know what you mean. He's he's in a different league to those other guys, but I also like he's getting on is kind of mm. the point point I'll make. I think people forget how good Louis played in twenty twenty one though. Like he his major finishes were T twenty six at Augusta, T two at the PGA Championship, second at the US Open, and T three at the Open. And he led that for 54 holes, so. That was pretty heartbreaking, actually. (laughs) Yeah. That open. The thing is, as well, he he had a real sore back most of last year, so he's one of those guys, I wouldn't be surprised if he just stumps up at a major. He's he's a freaking good player. Yeah, he's got a beautiful move, but I did see that the, the old body might be giving up on him. He had a big... He had like a tennis elbow sleeve on this week. He often runs that. Has he? The brother. Jeez. Yeah. That, that was the first I, I'd seen of it, but uh, I'm not as hard up in the Louis camp as, as you are. So I like watching him swing a golf club, but he was, yeah. He's a legend. <laughs> the, the, the other heavy hitters this week on the Live Tour just – Non-feature, DJ, T13, 5-under, Smith and Kepka, T24 at 2-under, Bryson, 44-7-over. Just, they, they need these guys getting in the mix every week. Yeah, they really do. I don't, particularly Cam, like where, where the hell is his game at? Like, I don't know. Because let's be frank, he's playing 50% of the field of battlers. And that's a fair comment, I'd say. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, they're just guys that are well past the use by day, and he's absolutely in the prime of his career. He should be just bullying everyone, really. Well, him yeah. and DJ but both, both should be, but a little bit concerning. And, in terms of Bryson, I like he just hasn't. I don't know if he's shot around 
a decent number in it in a, in a long time. He hasn't really featured in any of these little mm. events since he's gone over. Yeah, it's a good point. I and as much as I don't like him, I actually he was kind of good for the game. He just provided something different, and you know, he just a little bit of entertainment value. Absolutely, and I've got a theory that. I think I might have said on here before. Ever since he stopped wearing the the cheese cutter, he started started playing terribly. Bring it back. He needs to bring it back. He's he he wanted to make it his signature, and he and he did, and now he's just he's done away with it. He needs to bring it back, and maybe it'll it'll bring him back into some form. Maybe he. Maybe he'll rediscover Augusta at the par 67. Oh, yeah, that was an accusation. <laughs> that was a crime on humanity, how yeah, he said that. Was. Hey, do you have a comment on Siwon Kim? He he offered fuck all for your ironheads this week. He had 19 <laughs> over for three days. Yeah, how does that, how does that affect the team scoring? I think the first two days, your two or your four count, and the last day, three, your three best of the four count. Oh, so his didn't, his didn't count. That, that is just, imagine if it did. That is just one way to completely fuck your team. It's, um, just, <laughs> just, but just also, playing out like, you're just playing with three players the way he played this week. Exactly, yeah. Uh, look, don't have much to say on, on that front. I just think... Maybe Skipper Nah got in his ear and just said, "Look, mate, like we're all well positioned. You just go out there and and just maybe try find something, start fiddling with the game. Scores don't matter." So my Ironhead's in a good position after this week. Got on the podium. It's a- absolutely outstanding to see just that champagne going everywhere. Couldn't quite get get over the fireballs, but man I, I need to ask you where, where do you, where do your cliques look now without with Martin Keimer being ruled out Ho- hopefully just a one week thing he didn't play the other week too but he yeah we're on the ropes mate we we didn't get the spoon this week though so it's trending 11th this week okay i don't majestics behind us i i think 10th would be a good finish for the cliques this year yeah, and then just kind of reassess at the end of the season. Hopefully, make some some off season signings, <laughs> but hopefully, no one from the top fifty. But like, <laughs> just some someone someone. Maybe we have to poach some youth. We're we're real. We're an aging roster. <laughs> yeah, just need a young firecracker to just come in and just just mix it up. One thing the cliques are probably lacking is a little bit of distance off the tee. <laughs> oh. Blandy's probably leading the way in that department. Yeah, Blandy's also leading the way in the wardrobe department. <laughs> just absolute just drip city on the cliques front. Absolutely. All right, we've we've given That's an ab- that that's absolute all- dribble. A lot of airtime there. Uh, just quickly over on the the PGA Tour, and actually a, a good week of golf at the Valspar. AC, run run me run me through it. 
Yeah, so actually, I managed to catch the back nine um, today, and it was actually bloody interesting to watch. Taylor Moore, he was kind of a few holes ahead of the main rivals, um, and he birdied 15 and 16 and hold a real clutch six-footer on 18 and managed to get in the hutch at 10 under. And then meanwhile, Spieth was also at 10, but he... he Fanned the shit out of one off 16T, hit it in the water at the start of the snake pit. And yeah, he he did well to make bogey there, to be honest. And then hit one to like 10 feet on the par 3, 17th, missed that part. So he had to birdie 18. Unfortunately, he couldn't do it to force a playoff. So disappointing. A funny story, actually. So when... <laughs> I chucked in the chat when Spieth hit one in the water on 16 that he's been bitten by a snake. And obviously it was still early in, a, in Aussie at this time and, and Cal thought he'd actually been bitten by a snake. <laughs> just forgetting to realise that the snake pit just gets so much airtime at this tournament. Yeah, well, snakes are also getting a lot of airtime in, in my, in my neighbourhood, mate. It was only a few weeks ago that I was... I was running and I stumbled across one, which was an absolute fright. I had lizard encounters and snake encounters and uh, spider encounters yesterday. It's just, it's all that's on my mind. But yeah, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I lost it. It was bloody funny. And to get back to the golf, um, Adam Shank, he was also playing with Spieth. Um, he needed to par the last to force a playoff, but unfortunately hit one left off the tee and was up against a tree. He had to hit one left hand and he actually flushed it, but it went through the fairway. And then his par putt rattled the flag, so it was going miles past though. And So, yeah, I was really – felt sorry for him. He was devastated. But kudos to him for kind of hitting the bold shot left-handed and then also giving the putt a hell of a ram to try win rather than settle for the second prize second place price money prize money sorry yeah absolutely just a couple of things i want to know it didn't catch a whole heap of it i caught bits and pieces but probably not enough to have a strong opinion just a good week for webb simpson he's been struggling uh well he's kind of starting to come into a bit of form but four under for the week Two over on, on Sunday, which is a little bit disappointing. And another good week for Tommy Fleetwood, who AC would have been nervous. I wasn't. I wasn't nervous at all. I knew he wouldn't win. <laughs> oh, he, he just looks like he's flashing it at the moment, though. To be fair, he actually played pretty well today. And then on 14, he's just going for the green and two and just couldn't have missed in the worst spot in the bunker it's on a downslope end up making bogey and that was just good night tommy <laughs> one thing another thing from that i i saw did you see matt wallace's blow up with his caddy yeah that look that's probably the most hostile encounter with the caddy i've seen yeah just proper like spraying i, I think was actually watching that live and they did hug it out after the round. You could see them and they were all laughing. Like, I think it was definitely just heat of the moment kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. You'd, you'd hope so. It was a it was a good spray. 
I wonder how bad yeah. wrong the number was. Jeez. No, it was because he like interrupted him during his routine. He said, like, are you sure? Because he was on a cart path, and he's like, are you sure you want to do this? Whereas I think Wallace should have just backed off and restarted it, but went and hit the shot, didn't hit it how he'd liked, and then sprayed him for interrupting him. So that's what that was about. Interesting. He's, I, I think he, he has a bit of a reputation for that, Matt Wallace. Mm. But hey. yeah. Anything else over on the PGA Tour AC? Um, just a little bit about Taylor Moore, because you don't really hear about these guys, but he he was big baseball man. Um, but so he, he he's only been this is only this yeah he hits it a long way. This is his second year on tour. Uh, he, he kind of made his way through the Corn Ferry Tour, and he was sixty seventh in FedEx Cup last year in his first year, which is pretty solid, really. And then just part of the lights out this week. He was sixty four from sixty four inside seven feet. Just, just seriously nails, um, but yeah, just good on him. I always these events are cool to see someone like him fend off Spieth, Fleetwood, if you can call him a gun. But yeah, couple of Rolex series events, man. They're, they're proper wins. Maybe just one thing is Sam Burns as well. He he was going for his third year in a row at winning this event and finished sixth. So. It's a serious horses for courses. I wonder if he's found a hat that fits on his melon yet. <laughs> yeah, anything that you want to... Yeah, he needs a new hat sponsor or something. They need to sort that out. Yeah, like he, he just obviously has a small lemon spread and they've just... Mm. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> no, nah, mate, I, I got nothing ahead. Uh, do you want to... Rip into our player files. Yeah, should we start with the listener takes? Yep, well, Let, let's do it. So our question this week was basically what's the what's the hardest finishing stretch in golf? And the reason we kind of thought of that was they've obviously got the snake pit this week, which is the three, 16, 17, 18. There's also the bear trap at the Honda Classic, the Green Mile at uh, Wells Fargo, Quail Hollow. So we thought... Why don't we just make our own ones and also hear what the listeners think? Okay, should we rip into the, the listeners' ones and then we'll uh, go one for one and talk talk each other through through ours? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, this one from Tiger. Tiki and Clearwater. Yeah, they are both pretty tricky finishing stretches. That Clearwater 18 is... If you've got a left miss off the tee, you'd, you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to hit it in the in the pond. I've actually one of the biggest left misses I've ever seen was at Clearwater 18. And if anyone who's played there will will probably hear this and be like, "That is just absurd." I played with one of one of my good mates there, and he he missed it so far left. He hit it over the lake and it landed it on the other side. Yeah, when you pointed that out to me when we were there, I was like, that is just, like, you just can't even believe it. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. And, yeah, Turkey 18, that's a that's a big, oh. even 17, 17 mm. and 18 when it's playing into the fan or, yeah, tough. It's always into it. It's, especially on 18, once you come up on that top of that hill, it's 
it's like a three club breeze into it every time. Cool, we've got this one from Dylan. Um, St Andrews 18th before they ruined it by removing the bunkers. Yeah, it's brought many a man to to their knees that hole. Uh, that yeah, that big iconic bunker that was down the left hand side was notoriously pretty hard to get out of, especially when there was no sand in it towards the end when they were going to remove it. It was like you just genuinely couldn't get out of it. But, yeah, that that's tough. I've, I've played a, around with Dylan there where <laughs> where he hit three into a lady's house on the right and she came out <laughs> and sprayed him and told him he was a direct quote, you are fucking shit. <laughs> which was a that's which good. was outstanding. That's not bad. This one, this one from podcast uh, friend Monty. Very few in my top twenty courses: Murawai, Tiki, and Clearwater, all playing into the wind. All really tricky finishes. Well, we've already covered Tiki and Clearwater. I see. I haven't actually had the privilege of getting on at Murawai. Can you talk us through the finishing stretch there? Yeah, so 16 is a tricky short path for the green's a bit of a nightmare, and then 17. 17's not difficult. I think he's more referring to the last holes. 18 at Murawai is always into the fan, and got a pretty tricky green complex, and it's also quite a tough tee shot. Okay, we've got Ben. He also says the 18th at St. Andrews. I'll go to another one. Um, Bill, the 18th at Kinlock. Yeah, that's a proper tough hole. Can't stand it. <laughs> is that, There's a massive... Is that, oh, it's a good golf hole. There's a massive lake, and I I either hit my approach in it or my second shot. It's a par five. Yeah. Head noise of doom on that hole. <laughs> this one from, from Ryan. 18 at the hills. Not sure there is a... Better par five out there. Oh, a better par out there, I should say. So if you can make par at, at uh, the hills, number 18, if you can get on there, all the best. Yeah, I haven't played uh, there, so I can't comment, I, uh, I I got a DM also from the Kiwi Caddy who said, Jack's the hills and Talpo Centennial. A bit of a long uphill par three. So I've there's, a, there's a few few in there. No, neither. And and I kind of asked for his opinion on 18 at St Andrews. And he said, maybe into the fan off the blues <laughs> when all that sand ran out of that bunker. So yeah. <laughs> a few <laughs> a few a few nominations nominations there but AC will go into it we've uh, as AC said before gone for our own kind of snake pit or bear trap it's our, our, our own three holes so how do you want to do this AC should we go one each and then yeah first yeah, of all what's, what's your what's your stretch called I had two um, Shipwreck Cove or car crash corner. What about yours, mate? Oh, that 
Uh, yeah, mine was just called Ejector Seat Alley. So <laughs> I like that. Uh, I'll kick us off, mate. Uh, my 16 is 16 at Royal Wellington. Long, tough, tough green. Bunkers everywhere. And when we played there, we were off the right off the tips. And I stood up there and genuinely just didn't have a club to get to the green. So I I consulted with my playing partner and I was like, what do I just try hit it in that front bunker and try to get up and down? And he's like, yeah. And I, I missed and I was in like a bunker on the, on the left and like it was a match. I, I proceeded to make, I'd say at least an eight. I just, Absolutely made a hash in that hole and will probably forever have have head noise on it. It's a seriously tough. It was right into the fan that day too. It was just oh, I I didn't make the ladies tease. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Happens. Yeah. What was your number sixteen, mate? Mine was the sixteenth at Pataparumu. Um I actually birdied it last time I played it, but I've seen just three guys light themselves on fire on that hole before. So I just It's just one of those holes. You can make a three if you hit a good shot, but you could also make a seven on a par three pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Which I as, saw that day. As one of the, one of the blokes that was wearing wearing the, the flaming jacket after setting myself <laughs> on fire, it was I can definitely concur that as a that's a tough, tough, tough hole. But it also rewards a really good shot. So it's, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. You go away, my, mate. Yeah, my 17 is another par three, another really long par three at at Rustley. Uh, just a, a big boy par three, plays about 210 plus. But I have said it's only when the pin's on the right-hand side. If the pin's on the left, not 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 so much. But if the pin's tucked behind all those bunkers, yeah, absolute prick of a spot to get to. You have to you have to hit it high too, because you have to land it soft. So because you don't want to be out the back. There's tussock left. There's a oh, there's the highway right. If you really really shank one, I just yeah, I think that's a that's a good test. I. I played played there a lot, and I do, I don't know if I've ever made a birdie on that hole. So it's a it's a proper challenge. I know that the day you guys would have played there, we we got the when it, the greens were quite fluffy and soft. But normally when it's when it's hard, like geez, you have to send one up into the sky, and it's normally like a four iron or something. So it's it's tough. Yeah, tough golf hole that. It was still hard that day, even with the soft greens. Uh, my 17th is the 17th at Cowrie Cliffs. Just an absolute brute of a par four. I think it's about 400 metres from memory, and it's like the fairway is on this real awkward angle. If you hit it left, you might as well just walk the hole. Uh, I made a seven. It it was into the fan. It was, oh, it, It's just such a tough demanding tee shot yeah i 
I think me and Bill, who both can exaggerate, I think we called it the hardest hole we've ever played. Oh, that's a that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never played, so hopefully hopefully get there one day. But yeah, it's just want to mention the seventeenth at play. Callum Bray, which just missed out. Oh, that that is that is a that is a tricky tricky hole <laughs> for for all of our Hamilton listeners. They'll they'll know what Callum Bray is. It's the pitch and putt at in Rotorua. It's a it's about a forty meter. <laughs> Part three, Island Green. Absolute. <laughs> so tough. Yeah. <laughs> Fire away, bro. By 18, it's been, it's been said. I had uh, Tiki off the tote to the tees into it long. Like, you have to execute off the tee. You have to hit your second shot down into quite a narrow kind of landing area. And then you've got that tricky... Tricky green that kind of slopes back to front. It's yeah, it's a great golf hole, but super tricky. Yeah, I've come undone many a time on that hole. Uh, my eighteen has already been mentioned as well, and that's the the eighteenth at Kinloch. Just just play sneaky tricky. Like it's got quite a wide fairway off the tee, but then the second shot is so tough. Water left. Yeah, I just don't have any good memories playing that hole. Well, there you have it, ejector seat alley and car crash corner. Tough scene. Yeah, mine is gambling related. I So the only leg that missed of a multi I had this week was Dragons plus 18 and a half. And so they were tied with t- um, 10 to play. And then the Broncos go on to score 22 answered points in the last 10 minutes. And my multi missed on that leg. So. Oh, no. I was spitting chips. Not happy. That That stings. It was a sick beat. Yeah, I had a multi this week as well, actually, that uh, all I needed was a horse to win, and it ran second, which was the last leg of a multi, which was a little bit bit upsetting. But, hey, that that happens. Uh, My tough scene this week is my first proper encounter with with a spider. That's like like a proper spider too, like a like a big one. Like, how am I going to catch this in a container? Sort of sort of one. So had that had that last night. The flatmates kind of assigned me the the role of trying to get it, which is a bit well. Don't have these in my country, so. <laughs> but yeah, I thought I was putting my best intentions to try catch it and like kind of get it out of the house safely, and then I was like, oh, like. I, I just don't want this to jump on me or something. And then I looked up how if they could kill you and and it said their their venom's not particularly toxic to humans and I not particularly toxic was just that was too much of a grey area for me. How how toxic <laughs> is that? So I just That is uh, so vague. I just <laughs> Yeah, I just rammed it with the end of a jam jar and it just <laughs> And his time was up, so <laughs> it's my tough scene. Cal sent me a snap, and this thing was proper big. Like, I, like it, you just think those things aren't even real, really, when you live in New Zealand. It's just something on a movie or something. It, it was enormous. Yeah, and apparently it was like a, yeah, apparently it was like a, a, a smallish one. And I was like, oh fuck, I don't, I don't know if I want to see them getting any bigger than that. 
Yeah, I don't blame you. I'd do exactly the same. The Dell match play next week. Foxy and Ram for me. We won't we won't break it down too much. But yeah, that's I think one of those two are gonna take it pretty deep. So they'll they'll be getting my my hard earned this week. AC so you looking forward to the match play? Something a bit different? Yeah, I am. I I don't like the change that I've made to go the last few years where I've had pool play. I understand why you have to do it just to keep players on the on the fit in the field, but yeah. I'm just hoping I guess the thing I'm looking for is I want to see some good signs from Rory. It sounds like he's changed his bag up a lot, so hopefully we can just see him firing. Cuz Augusta yeah, will roll around. Yeah, there's been a lot of rumors there's been a lot of rumours around the Rory uh, equipment kind of scene. Uh, like a, I saw a, not a very credible source, but saying that he could be kind of tr- trying to get out of his deal at TaylorMade. But hey, well, time will tell. I, I think that they'll figure something out. I'm sure TaylorMade will get, get him what he wants eventually. Yeah, it's a pity they're not like cricket bats. You can't really stick at them. Yeah, exactly. That'd be handy. <laughs> well, mate, it's getting late over there as always, but appreciate your time and I'm looking forward to the, the match play this week and hopefully you hit them well this week and, and we'll, be, we'll be back again to break down the week that was at the Austin Country Club. But yeah, AC, appreciate your time as always. Appreciate your guys' time tuning in even though there was a bit of live dribble at the start hope you hope you got to the end and and we'll catch you next week cheers mate it was good fun this week just go home that's your home